0: you're listening to the fashion ambition podcast and i'm your host natalie robin the fashion ambition podcast is all about bringing you the tools and strategies to start and scale your business or career in fashion through conversations with industry experts who have been there and done that Whether you're a startup founder or a new fashion graduate, or you just know that a career in fashion is your calling, we have an episode to help you launch. Make sure to keep up with new episodes by following the podcast at The Fashion Ambition on Instagram, where I update you on new episodes every week. You can also find my blog on Instagram at nomadandmode and online at nomadandmode.net where you can find fashion tips and travel guides from how to pack for a six month backpacking trip to the best places to shop in Paris. You can also find all of the links to the website and to connect with me and each of the guests in the show notes. So with that, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. So I am really excited to share this episode with you. I'll be talking with Christina, Derek and Reggie Sankey from Stray Model Management, which is a Saskatoon based boutique modeling agency. So Christina is the founder and agency director and Reggie is the director of development and lead makeup artist at Stray. So in this episode, we talk about their career trajectories, how they each got into the fashion industry, Advice for aspiring young models, and what they f- look for in their models, what it has been like opening a boutique modeling agency for Christina, and advice they would give their younger selves while just starting their careers. So with that, let's jump right into the episode to get us started. Um, I would like to know like a little bit about your backgrounds in fashion before you started stray um, and before you started at stray so Maybe we can start with you, Christina, and we can hear a little bit about your background and then we'll go to you, Reggie. Yeah um, well,
1: I grew up in Saskatoon, and um I always kind of I was super drawn to fashion as a way to express myself and um, show my creativity. It was really um, like an identity piece for me. So I, When I was getting, you know, into my teens, I realized that there was an opportunity to uh, make it my career. I, you know, until then I really was just doing it for fun. Um, But I realized that there were opportunities down the line to make this into like a lifelong thing. So I decided that I was gonna go um, study fashion in Vancouver okay and yeah so that's kind of where that's where it all kind of started to get really real for me Mm -hmm. um and I did fashion and applied arts so like business uh history marketing for fashion specifically and I loved it so so much um And I did so many internships and just like got my feet wet and learned all about the industry. And yeah, that's kind of where it started for me. Just working um, in Vancouver as a stylist for some time, doing um, photo shoots. And it was through networking that I had the opportunity to start working as a scout for an international agency in Vancouver so that's oh, okay. how I got into this end of things yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: okay and then eventually you ended up back in Saskatoon but I guess we can get into that afterwards yeah. <laughs> and then Reggie what was kind of the journey or story like for
2: you um, well, like, I'm sitting here. I'm from Saskatoon. And like, mm-hmm. as a kid, I was always like always very interested in fashion. Like, I didn't really know what aspect of fashion I wanted to be in, but I knew right from a young age that I wanted to be in the fashion industry. Right. And then I like at a, also, at a young age, I, I realized that like sewing was something that I was very interested in. And I think I was maybe eleven. I was given my first sewing machine, and then it just kind of went from there. and I was like, well, I'm a, like, I'm a self-taught designer. so, getting mm-hmm. that first oh, okay. machine was kind of like the first kind of step in my little journey throughout the fashion industry. Right. Um, yeah. And then by like the age of 18, I was, uh, selling my clothes in like local shops here. So it just kind of like grew and grew and grew from that. And then from there, like I started working like, as a stylist doing small jobs here. Um, and then from there, like I, through networking, I met someone who worked in equal fashion week in Vancouver so I okay. moved, I well, I didn't move there. I went there every few seasons and worked as backstage dresser. And then eventually I was promoted to a backstage manager for Eco Fashion Week. And okay. then I got a job as a makeup artist. So I started working as a makeup artist for a couple of years. And then through that, that kind of led me into more doing more jobs in the fashion industry here. Like I was one of the founders for the Pride Fashion Show in Saskatoon here. Okay. Yeah, And then, yeah, like things like, it just kind of like built from nothing really. Cause like Mm I said, I'm a self-taught designer. I have no formal training whatsoever in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And then like, now I'm like the lead makeup artist for Stray. I'm the director of development for Stray. So. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And doing these interviews, it's been so interesting just to kind of hear everybody's, um, I guess, like evolution throughout their careers yeah. And especially as a student, too, because when you're just coming out of university, you're not entirely sure, like, what ne- is going to be the next step. So it's kind of reassuring to hear other people's stories.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, like, you really never, like, like I said, like, networking is so important. That what leads you into other opportunities. Like, mm-hmm. with Saskatoon, like, we don't have a huge industry here. So, like, that networking in the small industry is going to take you where you need to go to make next steps and like find Mm -hmm. other jobs and opportunities
0: yeah for sure and that actually leads me into my next question because I was wanting to ask you guys what was the I guess um process of of starting straight in Saskatoon and why did you choose Saskatoon as like the location for that
1: well, when I was in Vancouver, I had the opportunity, like what we were just saying, through mm-hmm. networking, through making those connections and just going out and pounding the pavement, um, I I had an opportunity to really experience what things are like in a larger market for fashion, mm-hmm. which is something that... I couldn't have done here. Like Reggie said, it's a small market here. We don't have huge productions happening, but the community is just so strong um, mm. and so close-knit, and everybody knows everybody and everybody works together so well. So. I saw an opportunity to bring something from a larger market and kind of infuse it into the community here and I knew that the community here could take it that we could we could you know hold it up and run right. with it and that was something that we needed like a different perspective mm-hmm. on fashion in general um, modeling talent industry um, we needed we needed a little push forward and yeah, I just, I saw an opportunity here. I saw a niche that was Mm -hmm. not yet filled. So I decided to bring it back home. Um, We have, uh, Reggie and I both have so many incredible connections here. So I knew it was viable. I knew that we knew people who were working and, and doing amazing things out of Saskatoon. So I thought, why not, you know, come back home and lift this community up. You know, it's already mm-hmm. happening in the larger markets. It's happening in Toronto. It's happening in Vancouver, like all around Canada. But yeah. here we just need a little bit of a push towards something that's more cutting edge and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like a larger market. So um, I really, I just saw a huge opportunity for growth. And yeah. I knew that the people who are working here already as creatives would take to that. and
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah, because there is so so much talent here that just ne- isn't necessarily um, the platform or as established of like platforms to showcase that talent. Yeah. Um, but how, did you have any challenges with like establishing a modeling agency in Saskatoon when you're first getting started?
1: Not honestly, not really. Um... Mm-hmm. I think, like I said before, about it being a niche. Like we, we, we found our little corner and we stayed in that lane and ran with it. And because it was so different than everything that is already happening here, I think it just garnered that attention and um, the curiosity of people to say, like, "Oh, hey, this is new. Like this is different. I've never seen this." And that brought you know so many people towards our brand. So right. Um, yeah, not there weren't okay. really it just kind of took off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it took off faster <laughs> than
1: I thought. <laughs> um, yeah. I I wasn't I think that was one of the challenges in itself was that I don't think I was fully prepared for um the growth, how quickly mm-hmm. it was going to change um so yeah.
0: Okay. Because you only started was it 2016?
1: yes okay 2016 yeah so it's been five years years. past month yeah
0: wow that's not a lot of time but it's yeah it's exciting to see um what you guys have yeah accomplished already so maybe my next question can go to you Reggie but um I was wondering what are some of the values that you kind of look at when you're scouting somebody or looking for new faces really
2: well, we just want to, when we're looking for models, we want to make sure that they're kind of just, like, uh, like, open and honest with, like, communication with us, like, mm-hmm. and have, like, realist, realistic expectations of what the agency or what the industry is really like. And also, like, we want to, like, we're looking for things like personality, things mm-hmm. like that, too. Mm-hmm.
0: And then in terms of, like, physical, um, like, attributes, like, what somebody looks like, Like, because I know for a long time, like, the criteria was really, like, you have to be 5'10", 120 pounds, like, 34, what is it? Like,
2: 34, 24, 34. (laughs) Yeah, like, there are those kind of standards that Mm -hmm. are a part of the industry. But, like, with us, we obviously take a look at those things. But also, we want to look for, like, uniqueness. And, like, Mm -hmm. you have to have something special about you. Like, there are so many attractive people. But like mm-hmm. you not everyone is going to be a model. Like there has to be something about you that makes you different.
0: Right. I okay. think to be a successful model. Okay. So what would you say to somebody who's maybe like they're really interested in modeling potentially, but they're kind of doubting that they have that look and that doubt is kind of keeping them from even applying or sending in
2: their their photos? What? Honestly, I would say kind of just like go for it. You kind of have to let go of those kind of self-doubts because like you never really know what the industry is looking for. Mm -hmm. And it's an industry that is always changing what it's looking for. You kind of just you have to just go for it. And like there's going to be a lot of no's and then you just kind of have to keep going and find somebody who's going to say yes.
0: Right. So maybe having that self belief too is probably really important. It's a huge part of it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like you, kind of have to. Like I said, you have to let go of that self doubt in yourself because the agency is going to be the one who be like, "Yes, I love your look." Or like you're, like I said, there's going to be a lot of no's. You kind of just have to keep looking for someone who's going to say yes and find your kind of market.
0: Right. For sure. And you won't know one way or another if you don't give it a shot. Yeah.
2: Unless you try, you really just have to go out and try. Mm Hmm.
0: Okay. And then um. Another question that I wanted to ask you, and maybe this can go to you, Christina, um, because you guys are a boutique modeling agency. So that's a little bit different than some of like the larger agencies that you'll see in like Toronto or Vancouver. So I was wondering what some of the advantages that um, that models can experience, like working with you guys.
1: That is a huge thing for me. That's always been something that's been a strong um, value of mine is keeping it small. We want to keep it small. We want to be a really tight knit little community. Um, and I think that's been something that a lot of the people that we have worked with have loved about working with us is that we're more like a family than we are an agency. Um, that way, you know, with 70 or 80 models on the roster, as opposed to 200, 300, 500 models on the roster, we can, Reggie and I can both have one-on-one conversation with the talent. We can give them more of our energy. I don't want to be, that's one thing I've never wanted straight to be one of those places where people just kind of come on board and then they sit and Mm -hmm. nothing happens. Um, So just, yeah, that is, that's such a huge thing. Being able to give enough of my energy to each individual, um, right. as opposed to it being like a big blanket thing where I'm just like, yeah, we'll figure it out down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, being able to connect, being able to understand everyone's personality also and get to know them so that, I, right. so that Reggie and I know how we're going to make it work if we don't know the person then we can try a million different things and maybe it's not ever going to happen mm-hmm. so we need to know how they work how they learn you know so we couldn't do that if if we were this huge roster yeah it be too much and we need to protect our energy too right like we need to make sure that we don't have all of these people coming to us day in day out with requests and things that we can't manage. Mm -hmm. Like we want to keep the, we want to keep be really um, strong with like integrity across the board. And if we give too much, then we're not going to be the best for all the people that we work with.
0: Right. And I imagine like that smaller format would kind of allow your models to feel more supported too like you're saying that you kind of get to know them more so on a personality level rather than just being like like a number kind of thing right it
2: it does like christina Mm -hmm. said we're more like a family because we're a smaller number so it gives us that chance to kind of be closer to all of our models like yeah we are we really are a family
0: and um Another thing that I came across on your website actually that I thought was really interesting was that you like that you do development opportunities like within the agency too. Yes. Um, which I don't know if I've seen before. Like I think I mean, maybe I've seen it before, but it's more so been outsourced. So I was wondering like how that kind of plays into what you guys do and why that's important to you.
2: I, for me, like, as a director of development, I think, like, mm-hmm. in-house training is so important because it gives us a sense of control over what our models are learning. And okay. it also gives us a control over, like, we can play out, we can obviously, we can watch what their their weaknesses and strengths are and work on those individually. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder for a model to learn those, let's say, if they're going to, like, a modeling convention, they're not going to okay. get that one-on-one kind of, like, evaluation and work on things together. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just so much more important that we do it ourselves so we can like develop our models to like a higher standard within themselves.
0: Right. For sure. And then just kind of guide them towards what you know is
2: best in terms of those
0: standards and that like framework of how they should Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, I think it's important for like every agency to offer in-house training. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's part, it's our job to develop them and find them work. So I think it's important that we do that developing in-house.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Another question I wanted to ask you guys is because you've kind of gotten a little like you've both worked in different facets of the fashion industry. But is there some advice that you would give to somebody who's maybe just just getting started in their career in fashion, like whether it's modeling or just any other kind of facet of the industry?
2: Uh, Well, for me, I would say, honestly, just like just go for it. You have to kind of find what works best for you like in the fashion industry there's so many aspects and so many different things you can do within the industry so mm-hmm. I feel like you should just kind of like try as much as you possibly can because like you never know what you're gonna really like so, like I say for like me like I want to be a designer but now here I am working for a modeling agency like mm-hmm. you never know what your path is going to take you within the industry so just I like as I said just go for it and try different things yeah And networking. Networking is so important. That's what builds relationships.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I agree. I feel like my piece of advice would be that you need to create your own opportunities. You can't sit and wait for opportunities to come your way. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, most of what I've done and most of the connections that I've made that have actually taken me somewhere have been... Have come from situations where I've put myself out there and I've just said, you know, here I am. Um, mm-hmm. Let me do the work. Let me prove myself. Let me, you know, and then I've met you meet people that way, you network, you create community, and then you end up moving forward. That just adds momentum. Um, yeah. There's so many, and the same thing goes for models and just anybody who's in a creative industry. I think it's just you always have to keep your eye out for the next opportunity, you just, as soon as you see it, you got to take it. Um, and, and if you don't see anything coming, if nothing is falling into your lap, then that means that it's time for you to create your own opportunities and find your own people and, you know, and, and, you know, bring other people up with you. Mm Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And also like, if you're not seeing any opportunities coming right away, that's a really good, like, that's a really good, time to get prepared. Like that's a time to kind of make sure that your, that your skills are up to par, that you're, you can be doing so many other things while you're also trying to get those new opportunities coming in. So I was wondering as well, kind of an offshoot of that, but are there any mistakes um, or things that you would have done differently when you were first opening?
1: I think my, I think through the time that we've been in business, my biggest mistake has been viewing failure as like a permanent state. Um, you know, making those mistakes and thinking, wow, I, I suck or (laughs) I can't do this or, (laughs) I'm not going to be good enough to run this and kind of letting that affect my next moves and taking Mm -hmm. it really to heart. Um, more recently I've really realized the value in making mistakes, um, and, in failing and learning and seeing every mistake or failure as an opportunity to grow. Um, And, you know, make a better move next time Mm -hmm. without letting it destroy me or, you know, (laughs) make me feel like I want to give up. Like I Mm -hmm. was so quick in the beginning to just kind of say, okay, well, maybe this isn't it. There had been so many times where I came to a point where I was like, I... (laughs) I, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. going to be the one who's going to be able to carry this vision forward, but knowing deep down this, you know, is my vision, this is our vision and, um, we've created it. So there will be mistakes that happen along the way, but mm-hmm. it, I think my biggest mistake has been viewing those mistakes as like the end or, you know, help a flaw. You for all.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think everyone, everyone needs to make those mistakes to help you grow in any, mm-hmm. any job. Like really it's learning experience. You like the mistakes will totally. pro, pro, like propel you to do better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's such great advice. And honestly, so relatable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah I think once you get to the point where you, where you're really, really like um, comfortable with failure and you're really like you're, you're to the point where it's like, if you do fail, you'll, you'll still be, excited to continue to go, like to continue on. I think that's a really like powerful point to get to, but it does take some time to get there.
1: Yeah. And I I think you have to feel that you have to feel let down. You have to feel like you've kind of, you know, you have to feel that gross feeling and sit with it Mm -hmm. and start to turn it into something different. Take that energy no matter how negative and like disgusting it is and funnel it into like Reggie said, moving yourself ahead. Like these mm-hmm. days when things happen that, you know, two years ago would have had me like crying on the floor. In the heat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, now I, now I reach out to Reggie and I say, okay, mm-hmm. we need to problem solve. What are we going to do next? What are the next steps? What do we do here? You know, and we can have a conversation and at the end of the conversation, we are motivated and empowered above those mistakes above mm-hmm. that you know self defeating like curl into a ball and never come out of my room type thing so it's just it it it's made such a huge difference mm-hmm. for
0: me yeah for sure um and because this podcast is kind of geared towards somebody who's you know just getting started whether they're like a student or they're somebody who's wanting to found like a business in fashion Um, what is some, like a piece of advice? I know we kind of, we went through the mindset stuff a little bit, but I was wondering if you were like 18 again, if you were 19 again, and you were just, just getting started, what piece of advice would you give yourself then?
2: I would say you have to be very strong. It's a competitive industry. Like you're going to get a lot of no's, things aren't going to work out, but like just keep going. It's gonna work out eventually. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the stay strong. Mm-hmm. So building. And believe that in re- yourself. You mm-hmm. have to really believe in yourself too.
0: Right. So really building that like resilience and self. Yeah. Exactly. Confidence. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um,
1: advice. Advice for my eighteen-year-old self. Um, I think that oh, I would. I you know, I would say. You need to get comfortable with the fact that you're not gonna be for everybody and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. like Reggie said, you're gonna get so many no's, you're gonna get turned down for so many jobs, your book isn't gonna be good enough, your you know, your you, whatever. Um, but the key I think is just to be a good person. Do follow your morals and your ethics and just go with those and eventually your time will come. If mm-hmm. you are, you know, trying to be like somebody else or copy somebody else's idea or, you know, do all these things, you're going to get all muddled and it's not mm-hmm. ever going to be you. and It's not ever going to be your true vision. And so then I feel like that would be more of a struggle to get to where you want to go. So just know that it, you're not going to be for everybody and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and, um, if you are for everybody, nobody's going to want you anyway, right? Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: So yeah. eventually you'll get a yes and it'll be a great yes. And then you just run with it. And that's, you know, the rest is history.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, to add on to that, I feel like with the fashion industry, like uniqueness and like individuality is celebrated. So like mm-hmm. be yourself. Don't, yeah. Like the Going Rush Kissing said, like, don't try to be someone else. Be yourself. Yeah. Like this industry loves individuality, creativity within yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, So really lean into that, which I think yeah. is really nice because there's a lot of other industries. I mean, fashion has its issues too, but there's a lot of other oh, industries yeah. <laughs> where like that individuality is not as um celebrated. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um so I'm just coming into my last question for you guys here, but um so if someone is wanting to Work with you guys, reach out or connect. Um, where can they find you and what's the best way to do that? We
1: are on Instagram primarily. So that's just at Stray MGMT on Instagram. Um, our website is the same, so it's straymgmt.com. Um and yeah, email management at gmail.com. You can reach out anytime any questions if you want to send some pictures or Mm -hmm. collaborate or whatever yeah
0: we're out here perfect and um as far as right now for the type of people that you guys are looking for is there a certain age range or criteria um or should people just just like we were talking before just go for it
2: yeah just go for it like if you feel like it's something you want to try out go for it Mm -hmm. you never know
0: Mm -hmm. awesome well I want to thank you guys so much for being on the podcast Um, it was really really nice to kind of learn more about Stray and also so awesome to hear like about such a cool agency coming out of Saskatoon I'm from Saskatoon and I recently moved back so it's really like nice to see like some some really cool things coming out of the city I know there's so much talent here so thank you
1: thank you thanks for having us
0: Thank you so much for tuning into the Fashion Ambition podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to leave a review. And if you got any great takeaways, I would love to hear your feedback. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at nomad and follow the podcast page at the Fashion Ambition to be updated whenever there's a new episode. I know that I always learn so much from each of the guests on the podcast, and I would love to know what stood out most to you. So feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and let me know what you learned. Thanks again and see you in the next episode of The Fashion Ambition.